Now beginning transmission 57, Planet Hulk. I wonder, gaps in our knowledge. Well, to be fair, everyone has some glaring gap in knowledge. Something really obvious you somehow never learned. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't work for shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Welcome to this week's episode of the each week a motley band of comic readers slash amateur bar tenders attempt to pair cocktails with comic books. 毎週漫画の読書のザッタラバンドはスラッシュアマチュア入札しようと漫画とピアカクテルバーです。All while trying to not sound like complete morons in the process. すべての中にしようとして音ではないような完了プロセスで芸能です。You can find these idiots on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. フェイスブック、ツイッター、インスタグラムやタンブラーにこれらのバカを検索できます。なんだ。なんだ。なんだ。なんだ。なんだ。なんだ。なんだ。なんだ。なんだ。なんだ。なんだ。なんだ。なん
we're really excited about that. Uh, 100's kind of a big milestone, and uh, we're doing Guardians of the Galaxy, so that should be pretty fun. But yeah, aside from that, uh, just trying to survive. Uh, Warwick's been trying to kill me. Uh, so yeah, I'm just glad not to be there right now, and hopefully I can stay away for a few days. And of course, we have our resident weapons expert we have, Todd. You know, I'm the dangerous weapon of what? I'm still trying to figure out. <laughs> but hi, I'm Todd. I'm here in Salt Lake. I'm in the same general town as Adam over there. Um, just working away at my day job and having good times here or not. I did say I did see a uh, junior high production of Twelfth Night, and it was better than it could have been bad in that regard. And that really is decent praise. So if people listen to this... Better than it could have been bad. <laughs> I don't know how... The, I want that to review. I will say, the only bad review I've ever gotten for a, uh, a, a play I've ever done, because like most of the time no one mentions the fucking sound designer. And it wasn't even necessarily... Like it was just a show I did, but the review was like fucking awful. It was for, um, it was for that uh, uh, Taming the Shrew we did at the Lyric, oh, right? Man. And the fucking review, A, the girl who wrote it, I had, uh, like, she had lived in uh, one of my, like, dorm buildings, um, and uh, I had basically helped her get through her humanities class, so how the fuck she became the, the theater critic, I don't know, because she was stupid when it comes to that shit, but most of her review was how cold the theater was, and was basically like, if you're gonna go see the show, take a sweater, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? What? Like, I don't normally read the reviews, but I was just, it was one of those, like, wow, that's fucking stupid. Anyway, hi, I'm Brian. Um, mm -hmm. I am a sound designer in Southern California. Um, I am doing a bunch of shows in Utah this summer up the old Liberic rep. Uh, check out their schedule. They're doing fucking everything. Uh, the one thing I will say that uh, is uh, hopefully going to be uh, pretty cool is they are having a big 50th celebration this year, and uh, they are doing a big internal gala, which is uh, for ticketed members, but they are doing an outside street party on, I believe it's the 22nd and 23rd? Or 21st, 22nd, it's the Friday and Saturday of that month. Uh, but they're doing, we're having a, a DJ friend of mine from uh, LA is coming out. And I'm doing a big uh, projection show with uh, audio and things like that on the uh, outside of the building. And they're going to have uh, like uh, food trucks and all sorts of stuff. So hopefully it's going to be pretty cool. And it's uh, open to the public. So if you are in the Utah and or Logan area, uh, come check it out. Uh, and hopefully it'll be pretty awesome. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm also doing a, a sound design for a... Uh, video game called Killing, My Friend, which uh, our friends over at Bored as Hell recorded their cameos for the other day. I don't know if I can use any of them, to be honest with you. I've never heard so much swearing in my life. Um, <laughs> well, I told you we could redo it. <laughs> I, I know, it's funny, because, like, so Adam, Adam sends me this, like, I ask him to record it with Andy, and I get this, so can we use swearsies? And I was like, yeah, within reason, and, like, every no, other word is fuck. <laughs> And, so, and, so and the funny thing is, so I'm trying to, I'm listening to it, like I was at work and I had a little bit of spare time between like rehearsals, we had like a 15 minute break for actors. So I was editing it, and I was like listening to it, and I started laughing hysterically. And people were like, "What? What? What is it?" And I was like, I, "Some friends of mine recorded a cameo, and they're like, oh, can I hear it?'" I'm like, mm, "Probably not." Like, <laughs> so like I've edited it, uh, most of it, like about half of it, I've edited. It, but I'm like sitting there going, "Like, I don't, I don't think we're rated to be able to handle that." Like, I was just, like, but it's, it's funny. So. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, if you, hopefully on that video game. If you join it, you will see uh, Adam playing a disgruntled man in a uh, in a gorilla suit, which was pretty amazing. Yeah, I, have to say. I, I found out in, the, the joke was is that uh, so I was doing this with Andy, and I was like, well, what are we gonna do? And so it was really funny because that day, uh, our friend Brian Young, who's our editor over at uh, Big Shiny Robot, 
he was he's been making a short movie uh, about our kind of based on uh, film criticism and our, our friend who passed uh, Jeff Michael Weiss and he's like hey I need extras to be in this movie do you want to come be in it I'm like sure so I was like there filming for four hours before we went and did this so after we got done recording I, I was joking with Andy about you know oh hopefully I'll get an IMDB credit for this little movie I'm in and I'm literally in it for two seconds and I saw a rough cut last night and it's made me cry because I miss Jeff um, but that's where the joke was. That's how that's how the IMDb credit part came in there about, you know, basically uh-huh. I, I I was an angry guy in a gorilla suit who was tired of eating fucking bananas and didn't want to fall out of the goddamn tree. And apparently I use fuck like a comma and I go uh, Boston when I get pissed as a gorilla He man. got Boston for a while and then he got New York for a while. Like, if Q hates our German accents that are switching back and forth between that, <laughs> like, that was sort of the uh, the the American equivalent like uh, of a Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Like you were switching accents pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it was, I kept on I kept on doing it by accident. I, I would slip into it and I try to fix it, and then I would just yeah. no, fucked up. But it was it was a lot of fun. So it was fun, to... and, and and hopefully I'll see if there's stuff I can use. And if not, I'll, I'll just ask you guys to re-record it. No, we're, we're, we're fine because now we kind of have an idea of where to go. But yeah. trust me, it, the, the intention to say. I, I think we said fucking up more times than Scarface. That oh yeah, was, it's that crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. It's really funny. And you can, the funny thing too is like, dear sweet Andy, you can hear him trying not to go nearly as blue as you are. It's really funny. Like if you listen to it, you're just like, I'm fucking this and fucking that and fucking this. And then he's like, yeah, well, uh, man, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> who are you, who are you fucking? It's Tracy Eden. Oh, she's a whore. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I, I I might share the audio with the people on this podcast so they can enjoy it. It was uh, it was pretty entertaining. But that's hilarious. Speaking of this podcast, we are continuing our month of uh, books that are gaps in our knowledge, books that we feel like as comic book fans we should have read. And this week is my gap in my knowledge, which is uh, Planet Hulk, which uh, I chose because I've never actually read an Incredible Hulk book. Uh, he's a major character in uh, movies right now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I felt like, you know what, I've never actually read a full Incredible Hulk book. Went to my local comic shop. Uh, if you're in the California area, it's uh, Tustin's uh, uh, Comics TNT, Toys and Tunes, which, uh, speaking of which one, record this it's free comic book day so if you all went to free comic book day hope you had a great time and um, i hope you bought a book for everyone you took that's the rule yeah, exactly <laughs> right but so anyway so they i mean i've been recommended this by a few people and so we picked this out and we read it it's it's kind of a big book i will i will admit to it but it's a relatively simple plot i'll give you the kind of rough preview basically the incredible hulk has caused a lot of damage uh, in his adventures with the avengers and other people when saving the world they feel like he might have done a little more damage than necessary and so they kind of put him on a spaceship and they send him to a planet that they feel is hospitable to him where he can kind of go do whatever he wants to do and unfortunately what ends up happening is is that the uh the ship doesn't land where it is and it ends up landing on a planet and uh hulk ends up be uh, essentially becoming um ben-hur uh or no it's not ben-hur what's the other one what's the one with uh spartacus spartacus it's essentially spartacus really if you look at like there's a lot of spartacus in this book i'm spartacus Uh, you're spartacus i'm spartacus i'm spartacus I am Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. <laughs> Speaking of I am Spartacus, did you see that they uh, they reunited the wonders from that thing you do the other day? Yes, yeah. I didn't watch the video, but I heard they they sent it. <laughs> my, my favorite commentary was from Tom Hanks, who was like, "And why didn't anyone tell me about this?" <laughs> so that's the Incredible Hulk. So uh, if you're going to read the book, first off, you are going to need a drinking game. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself 
and you're a winner for this week's drinking game. Remember it's only a game, and a dumb one at that. So don't take it too seriously, and above all else, please drink responsibly. And I'm going to start out before anyone steals mine. Uh, this is also tied into my cocktail for later, which is mine I'm calling the pinky rule, which is every time the Hulk calls the villains pinkies, uh, take a drink. Mine is called You've Got to Be Kemming Me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you. So um, apparently the um, bug, the, the natives in the book, they use some form of uh, telepathy or something, and they call it chemming. It gets really fucking annoying when they say, Mom, we're chemming. We're chemming. I'm like, it all sounds a little dirty. So yeah. anytime someone references chemming or blah, 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 take a drink. It sounds like one of those weird sexual things that Mormon kids do, like, you know, mm-hmm. marinating or whatever. Like, it was just First weird. First of all, chemming is a, chem sex is a real thing in the gay world. That's, you know, doing a whole bunch of meth and fucking for days, which is gross. And don't do that, kids. <laughs> And yeah. remember, kids, don't smoke crack. Yeah, smoke yeah. crack, it's better for you. <laughs> I, I don't go into any drug stories, so. Um, well, Adam, do you have a drinking game? So Speaking the, of drug stories. Bitch. Um, <laughs> so it, it's kind of funny because I always I always read these books and I always have, make, make up character voices in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was talking with Brian about this earlier, is that uh, right now, because of May the 4th, uh, the Star Wars prequels have been looping on TV. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up watching some of them against my better judgment. And so every time the is it the is his name Meek M I E K the one yeah bug? sure every single time he opened his mouth and talked I heard him talking in Jar Jar Binks's voice. <laughs> so if if that glass pane is now broken for you and you hear his voice, you have to drink a okay. bottle. So you're you're the one who brought up Space Ghost in the, our text group text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all, what I all heard was Brax. Oh yeah, Brax. I, I I'm Brax. almost oh Brax. yeah. I can see Brax too. So if you hear Brax or Jar Jar Binks, then mm-hmm. get the drink. I bought no, no. the Brack album back in the day. I still oh, have I remember it that. It was great. Yeah. It was That's fun. That's right. Todd, do you have a drinking game rule? I do. Um, this one's going to be a scary rule for everyone, um, but it goes along with my drink as well. And the name of the drink is Hulk Smash. Okay. And every time um, Hulk is going, you know, I'm just getting madder, I'm going to hit it again. You take a drink. This is a 300 page book. You're going to be dead. It's a prepared book for basically a war epic, so yeah, you're you're not going to yes, survive. Yes, take it easy. Every take, other take, drink, have some water. Yeah, or uh, take small sips, uh, very mm-hmm. small sips. Well, so um, I feel bad making people buy a 300-page book and they don't like it, so uh, we might as well just jump right into our grades. Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking fucked. God, please, no! 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 Since it's mine, I'll go last. You, what's your grade? Uh, the thing is, I thought the book was actually really fun, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with a B minus, just because I definitely still had issues with it. But mm-hmm. still, I mean, it's like it's like a gladiator again, like summer blockbuster type mm-hmm. fun. Um, you know, you would, you don't have to know a whole bunch going into it. You kind of know how it's gonna end. Go for it, Adam. What is your uh, grade? Uh, I'm about a, a B B plus. I, I much like you have never really read a Hulk book. This is the I mean I've read books with him in it, but mm-hmm. never one that focused on him. 
Uh, and I've, I've got some friends who are absolutely Hulk obsessed, and this book kind of showed me why. Like you mm-hmm. said, it, it it's a summer blockbuster. Like that's a perfect way to sum it up. It's there's not much depth to it. It's just you know explosions and spectacle and action. But it's still a fun read, and the fact that it was 300 pages long, it didn't feel like that. I mean, I got done with it because uh, the book I have is the one that has Planet Hulk and World War Hulk in it. And so, wow. like last night when I when I got it, I was like, "Oh fuck, this is a 500 page book." There's <laughs> no way. So like, I woke up at like at seven today after drinking until three in the morning to to read it, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm done. Oh, what's oh okay, cool. So it, it's a quick read. It's easy." Um, but it's not going to change the world. Todd, what is your grade? You know, I'm going to be similar here with Q and even Adam on this. Um, I have never read a Hulk story before going into this. Um, between this and watching that trailer for Thor Ragnarok, you can definitely tell where a lot of Thor Ragnarok um, source material is coming from. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Go ahead and read it. And it doesn't take itself too seriously, so you don't have to either. And it's just a great time, so I'm going to give this a solid B because it seems to do exactly what it set out to do, and it didn't really seem to miss the mark. Um, I'm right with there with everybody else. I have like I kind of was thinking about when I was reading. I'm like, it's a good solid B. Like it's not. I, I think our as we've discussed before, I think our our high water mark has been um, the uh, Wicked and the Divine, and you know this is a great, really fun book. And if you're into this kind of thing, it is amazing. So like I don't. I mean, a B makes it sound like it's less than, but I actually think it's really good. It's just not. So fucking amazing as some of the other stuff we've read, but I think it's it's a really really fun book. It was a fun read, um, and it kind of does harken back to like I, I actually my other drinking game rule could have been the Do you like Gladiator movies, Billy? Because I kept having that quote pop into my head all the time from uh, <laughs> uh, from uh, 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 <laughs> Oh, and there I broke Adam. There we go. From my uh, airplane. That's what it was. <laughs> oh God! So uh, random airplane things. So I had not seen airplane like the unedited for uh-huh. decades because it was always on TV and I, I've seen it probably a million times and when, when they used to do Geek Show Movie Night one of the nights they did was they did uh, comedy so they did Airplane mm-hmm. and first of all I forgot the full fact that there's like full-fledged titties pop- popping around yeah and both of those movies for no reason like, yes. come and jiggle, jiggle their titties and then runs yep. off camera for no reason yep. and I forgot how overtly like racist yeah. <laughs> it is like it, it was like as as much as we always say, you know, Blazing Saddles couldn't get made today. You couldn't make Airplane today, um, no. but it's still one of the most hilarious movies I've ever seen. So, anyways, yeah. that's my side note thing. So, <laughs> there are a few movies that get quoted a lot at work, and depending on which group I'm with, Airplane becomes one of those. We actually had a discussion one day, and it came up again the other day, is that where I work, if you get through a, like you can't really get through a day of work without quoting at least Star Wars, Ghostbusters, and depending on the group, Airplane is another one of those. Like. I can't tell you how many times I've like leaned over and gone, have you ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes I have. <laughs> Whichever, give you a little indication as to where I work, maybe. <laughs> well, cool. So it sounds like, I mean, we're all pretty solidly positive on that. Does anybody have anything else they feel like people should know going into this beforehand? No, you don't really need to. As a great no. popcorn blockbuster, it doesn't yeah. matter. Even like any kind of Marvel Universe stuff, again, if you have like the most basic knowledge of Marvel and just the Hulk is a guy that when he gets angry he turns into the Hulk. Yeah. You're kind of good. You don't, really don't need to know who anybody else is. Well, in our current pop culture environment, even over the last, we'll say, 20 years, if, you, if you're old enough to be able to read a comic book, you probably are aware of who the Hulk is. At least, you know, in America. Well, you just, yeah, watch movies. I mean, 
Yeah. Movies or TV shows or cartoons. Or, I mean, he's, he's a pretty prevalent figure. Most people kind of know who he is. But And that's really all you need to know is Hulk and Bruce Banner. That's about all. I mean, everything else is pretty much all self-contained. So now is your chance to read it if you haven't read it already. So we will take a little bit of pause. And when we come back from our pause, we will be spoilerific all over this bitch. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Cool. Um, then I guess we'll jump into this because I know Adam has places to go. I know Q probably didn't have the voice for the lightning round. I can do it since it's my book, unless anybody else wants to do it. All you, man. No, I suck okay. at that. <laughs> okay, well. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to do the real Reader's Digest version of it because this is a 300-page book. But plot-wise, it's relatively simple. Um, and if I miss anything major, please let me know. Lightning round begins now. Uh, so we start out with Hulk on a spaceship and the Illuminati, uh, which is... Um, I know this, it's called the Illuminati because I read it on Wikipedia, not that it's actually said in a book. But basically a bunch of the uh, Marvel superheroes, including uh, Mr. Fantastic and the uh, Iron Man and uh, Doctor Strange are there saying, like, hey, buddy, look, I'm sorry. You fucked up. You've, bro- you've broken a bunch of shit. P.S. and by the way, backstory on this is that the build-up to this is that they have a gamma bomb that goes off when they're in Las Vegas and he kind of destroys uh, all of the Vegas Strip, which, you know, it's kind of fucked up to begin with, so let's be honest. Anyway, so that's why they'd say, okay, so we're sending you to a planet, um, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be great, it'll be fine. They, they're sort of explaining why they did it. Well, it ends up crash landing on a planet called Scar, uh, I believe. So he crashes on the planet, and he ends up basically being, uh, because he's weakened from the crash, he gets uh, taken into slavery, and he's forced to fight in gladiator battles for the Red King. And in this, he uh, ends up become, like basically forming a pack with other gladiators, one named Meek, one has a uh, name Brood. Uh, there's a bunch of them. Uh, one of them names Korg because like you're gonna have an alien named Korg, obviously. Uh, so basically, they end up starting to kick some serious ass in the uh, in, in the arena. And I guess part of the rules of the arena are that uh, if you win so many so many uh, fights, that you're gonna end up being set free. Well, they oh the Silver Surfer shows up at one point in time. Part of the reason that they are all fighting is they have this like disc that's put on them that makes them subservient to the uh, the Red King. Well, during their fight, the Hulk breaks the Silver Surfer's disc, freeing him. And then once he does that, Silver Surfer breaks the obedience discs of everyone in the arena, and basically they end up starting uh, this revolution. The Silver Surfer is going back to Earth and offers to take the Hulk with him. Hulk decides to stay behind. Now the Hulk is connected with all these people. They they start uh, a revolution, and uh, they take out everybody, and eventually they kill the Red King, and then the Hulk becomes the the king of the uh, planet. And part of the way he does that is is that he takes some of the enemies of the, uh, or some of the enemies and some of the uh, groups that the Red King was using his weapons and basically offers to free them, figures out what their issues are. And he becomes actually a pretty damn good king until um, basically the planet starts to self-destruct. And unfortunately, Hulk gets married in this, which does answer a big question I've always had, which we'll get into, which is, is horrible. But... <laughs> but no, no, the planet, the planet doesn't self-destruct. The, um, the spaceship that um, he was sent to the planet on explodes. That's right, and that, and that fucks and up. That, and that causes the planet to have issues. And so the, yeah, the shuttle's damaged, and then uh, and then Hulk, because he is warbound, ends up leaving for Earth to come get revenge on, you know, all of his friends and whatnot, and his wife and all that on the planet being killed. Uh, does that sound fair assessment? Did anything yeah. major I missed? Uh, that's yeah. It. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This book is fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, it is. I mean, it is, it is definitely like sweeping gladiator epic. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you, you kind of have to skip through a lot. I mean, the thing is, it's not that like, it's like stuff 
does happen, but stuff like doesn't happen. Like main plot points kind of don't matter, but yeah. you are inter- like every every one of his warbound guys gets their own little like um, issue that tells about their history and mm-hmm. um, you know you kind of find out about the politics of the planet and all of that kind of thing. Um, I thought the really cool thing was that. Um, Two of the of the characters, well, technically three with Silver Surfer. Two of the characters are actually old characters um, mm-hmm. from the Marvel Universe. Korg mm-hmm. um, was an old Thor villain from like Jack Kirby era. Mm. Um, okay, like so old. And then the Brood, um, she actually um, is from the um, X Men run. Where uh, binary, aka Carol Danvers, aka Captain Marvel, um, accidentally er, turns the planet into crystal, so she actually survived that um, that that whole thing, which supposedly killed off all the brood, except for obviously now um, No Name, who who is in this book. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so the one thing that I definitely wanted to say before I lose any more of my voice is that this is the Hulk's own fault. I don't care how much he <laughs> wants to yell at everyone else for sending him off. So yes, did the Illuminati, were they terrible in sending him away? Yes. However, they were sending him to a non-inhabited vegetative planet where he could have just lived forever, blah, blah, blah. But he wanted to get fucking mad and punch the fucking wall of his spaceship, and that's why he landed on the planet that he did. So it's your own fucking fault, Hulk. I don't give a shit. World War Hulk, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Ignore her. She drinks. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. You, I, was, I interrupted you. <laughs> oh, you're fine. I, mean, I, was, I just, that was funny. Um, yeah, the, the one thing I didn't get, which is kind of, I mean, again, I liked, I liked it a lot, was there's that one throwaway issue with Amadeus Cho, who was like the new, all new Fantastic. Yeah. Hulk, whatever it is, and like, it was cool to see, like, oh, this is what this kid can do, and he's really smart, and he figured out where Hulk was, and kind of, like, showed Reed Richards that you guys kind of fucked up, but there was no point to that. It was, like, it was there for no reason. Like, you know, the, it, it, did I miss it, or am, am, I, am, I, am I right in that? I think it was I think it was sort of like a spin-off sort of thing. It was like, hey, we have a bunch of people who are going to buy a Planet Hulk book, but we can also promote our other book. The one thing I did find interesting in that show book, um, since you did bring it up, is in that he does try to defend the Hulk is saying that, you know, every time that he went crazy and rampaged and destroyed a city, it was somehow, you know, influenced by outside actions of, you know, him jumping in to save people from a gamma radiation bomb or whatnot, you know, which set him on that path. So, uh, agreeing with Q, it is his own fault that he fucking destroys the, uh, the ship and goes out that way, but... I think in the Cho issue, they're trying to say, you know, but it wasn't completely his fault, or they're trying to say that it wasn't completely his fault that he was put on that ship in the first place. So it's it's playing devil's advocate one way or the other. Um, mentioning, though, that the uh, this ends up leading into World War Hulk, mm-hmm. I will say that this actually did make me interested enough to continue, and I, I, I do kind of want to go and get uh, World War Hulk, if my and maybe I'll get it at Free Comic Book Day today, who knows, but like my TV Red pile is just so fucking ridiculous. But I will say this, one of the things that I loved in this book, because it's a question I have had for a while, and it's a horrible question, was 
what happens when Bruce Banner is in the bedroom about to get busy and he turns into the Hulk. And my whole thought was, is like, if he turns into the Hulk in the middle of sex, he's going to rip that girl apart. Like, literally going to tear her in half. And in this book, I love, and, and they don't go the same route, but I love this, like, he's, he's with his his wife, and they're kind of getting all, you know, like, romantic and, and cute and whatever, and she kind of, like, he's Banner for a brief moment, and then she kind of, like, you see her, like, holding his hand, and they start to kiss, and all of a sudden he hulks out, and I was like, yeah, Hulk's got excited. Like, it was, it was pretty awesome. Like, I had a little bit, like, it didn't completely answer my lifelong question, but I did kind of love that moment a lot. I thought it was great. That was funny. But I'm gonna jump in with my mm-hmm. cocktail real fast, because also, as I had stated in my drinking game rule, Hulk refers to the villains, you know, the people, the Red King, uh, as pinkies all the time. So this is doubly amazing because it's an incredible Hulk book. But my cocktail actually comes from a My Little Pony <laughs> fan site, so I'm just gonna put that out there. Because I wanted a pinky uh, cocktail, and I found the pinky pie martini, but we might just call this the mm-hmm. pinky martini. Uh, <laughs> but it is two shots of three, odd, three olives cake vodka, one shot of tequila rose strawberry cream liqueur, and a splash of 2% milk or half and half. And you put it in the shaker, and it says you shake hard, which, yeah, buddy, uh, for 30 seconds to a minute. And when you pour it into a glass, uh, you should have a little bit of foam on top uh, when you add. And then this, and I'm going to say don't do this, but it says you should add sprinkles to the foam because it's my little pony (laughs) cocktail. Because we're reading the Incredible Hulk, we'll just skip on the sprinkles unless you really, really want to. But uh, that's my cocktail because of of the villains. And um, I knew that the logical choice was most of the other cocktails would probably be uh, Hulk-themed, and I'm assuming that I am correct. Uh, Q, what is your cocktail? So mine is a shot. So one of the through lines of the, of the thing is that when the Hulk bleeds and it lands on the planet, um, plants grow. Um, even in like the, the most like severe desert part of the planet, which um, really kind of you know, brings his myth to, to the people and like they get v- really kind of swept up in all, all of like their mythology and whatever. Mm-hmm. So my shot is called Hulk's Blood and it is one part Midori, one part Goldschlager. Um, so however many shots you're making, just you know, equal amounts, shake that shit up, pour it out, and uh, smash it Ugh. to your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, the, the fact that it's like cinnamon and Midori, it probably is going to taste like <laughs> asshole. Yeah. But at the same time, it's the fucking Hulk, so... <laughs> that taste may make you Hulk yeah. out. Uh, Todd, I know you have some experience with Goldschlager. What's your I do have experience with Goldschlager. That one was tied to... I ended up watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon without subtitles. Or dumb. Uh, I remember. That was... <laughs> oh my god! How much did you drink? <laughs> did it still make sense? No, but I, I I just kept working my way through it, going, "This is what we're doing," and whether or not it was a good idea. I mean, we saw. I saw it to the end. Good grief! All right, my drink for this show though <laughs> is um the Hulk okay. Smash. This is what that one is called too. And with the Hulk Smash, it is a um. One and a half ounces of a citrus vodka, one ounce of Midori, uh, an ounce of sour, sweet and sour, an ounce of lemon juice, and some sour's apple with Sprite and mint. So you go ahead and you uh, mix all the cocktail drinks together and you shake the shit out of that. And you put mint at the bottom, you fill it up with the mint, and you um, top it off with Sprite. So it's this nice, green, big old punchy thing that you just drink a whole lot of. It sounds like a good idea kind of like a mojito, a mojito punch, punch. Kind of um and even looking at this cocktail and the picture is hilarious because you're like 
and you should garnish it with a mini bottle of vodka. So they like open the vodka and tip it upside down. <laughs> and show <them> it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so the bottle of vodka is at a 45 degree angle and say there's only a little bit left in the bottle inside of the drink itself. So yeah, that's the Hulk smash. So it actually sounds pretty tasty to me. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of your crouching tiger <laughs> hidden dragon story, the only time and like I was sober for this, but the only time I've ever seen Avatar, I was waiting for my then girlfriend to get out of like uh, like she had to go have like a root canal or something like that. So I was waiting for her at the uh, at the dentist and on the TV and this was in Southern California, right? So like if it wasn't in English, I would assume it wasn't going to be in Spanish because and I was probably one of the only. Uh, only people in there who only spoke English. I think everyone else there probably spoke Spanish and English, but because I was in Santa Ana, California. But it was on the TV, but it was in German with subtitles oh, in Spanish. Funny. So I have only seen Avatar in German. In, with, with, and it was like I watched that movie. And I was like, yeah, I still don't care. No, uh, by the way, anyway, oh, nobody else cares about the movie because it has zero cultural impact. Nobody cares. I, yeah. Why they're putting out new movies, I don't know. But we're not a movie podcast. Adam and Andy can, you know, bitch about I, that. I'm so excited for those movies. Can you <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I can hear it in your voice. Where's Kiala Saddle? Nobody cares. <laughs> I don't Nobody know what cares. that means. Nobody cares. Where is she? Nobody cares. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That's Where it. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Okay, I'm getting a little much. Where is she? Nobody cares. Yes. There she is. Thank God. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kia, that was <laughs> To be fair, I, I have been doing rehearsals, and uh, because of where I work is open during the day, we have to do rehearsals all night long. So my average shift time has been between 8 p.m. and then like 6 a.m. So I've been in rehearsals all week. And then, of course, last night was like my first day off. It's actually my only day off this month. And what happens? I can't sleep. So I was up all fucking night. So I slept for about two hours and then got up to record Yay. this shit. It's as good as being drunk in this <laughs> right now. So Adam, what is your cocktail? So the funny thing was is that the moment we had this idea for this podcast, I've been waiting for a book to do this drink. Um, <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, it's the Incredible Hulk. It's obvious. It's really easy. It's uh, one ounce of Hennessy, one ounce Ugh. of Hypnotic. Sh- shake it up and pour it over ice. And actually, it's, it's surprisingly good. But I don't have it very often because uh, one that shit's expensive and I ain't, I ain't made of money and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's yeah. a little bit too sweet and since I kind of cut all sugar out of my diet I kind of start to stay away from the a lot of the liqueurs. Sure. And stuff, that so. sounds really syrupy and heavy. I mean, last time I made one, I did I made a double for Maya and he was shit hammered in 20 minutes. Oh, it was hilarious. I'm sure. Oof. No, oh. no, Hulk will most definitely start smashing some yes. walls with oh. that. Oh. But it, it actually does taste really good. I had it at a where was I? I was at some. Some bar in California we used to go to uh, and watch all the old cougars try to grind on the young guys. It was really funny. Um, was it Orange County? Because I could probably tell you that bar. No, no, it was in uh, it was in uh, Lake Elsinore. But I, I'm sure. Aren't Elsinore all the bars now. in Lake Elsinore cougar <laughs> bars? <laughs> but we used to go there because we knew the, we knew the bartenders and he would have us up with drinks. But that's cool. Yeah, that was, and then, yeah, that's right for the first time. But yeah, it was that or it was Club Gotham, which was a really shitty club, but they were selling drugs out of. Mm. Club Gotham sounds terrible. 
It really does. It's horrible. I have, okay, so this has been like one of my greatest disappointments in life. Well, aside from other things, but uh, where I work, <laughs> which I also keep secret, uh, they put your uh, hometown on, uh, on your, on like name tags and things like that. And so I, because I'm from Utah, and if people see that name tag, you get so many fucking stupid questions. You get like lots of, so are you Mormon? Or how many wives does your dad have? Or like a lot of really dumb shit. So I don't put that I'm from Utah on my name tag at all. I always put some weird sort of things. So like for a while, I was doing TV shows. So I have name tags that say I'm from Bayside, California. And I have one that says I'm from Scranton, PA, from The Office. Like I had that. I was doing that for a while. And like the thing is, is that it just has to be a real place uh like so you you can't necessarily like just you know you can't do like quahog rhode island because it doesn't really exist kind of thing but so i have been looking for a gotham for a long time like i could not find it and because i really wanted to have a gotham you know wherever that i was from couldn't find that there are a few metropolises that's not necessarily a problem but the one that i think is really funny is is that there's actually um and i have a name tag that says this says that i am from batman turkey which i always thought sounded like a 1970s insult be like i'm from batman turkey (laughs) (laughs) but uh so i had a batman turkey name tag for quite a while uh and uh i just in case anyone ever asked i decided to do some research on it and apparently it's on the batman river and in like the 90s the city of batman turkey tried to sue warner brothers and dc for the rights to uh, the, the name of their city that they and like they lost the, the, the case but it was like this whole like Batman Turkey wanted to get paid for being the uh, the namesake of the Batman comic book and cartoon series did not pan out well for them but isn't there also a Batman in Australia oh is there I have to look I think it's that. like a whole province or something oh, like really? that. yeah hey, hey guess what okay. I found what I what? found a real, a real life Gotham where Gotham, Gotham in Nottinghamshire, UK. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Yeah, because if I have a zip code, then I can I can do that. It's funny that you found it that fast, because I've tried, man. I've tried. Dude, I, I have I have Google Foo. Google Foo. <laughs> Google Foo. So about this book. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, hold on though. Gotham has a population of sixteen hundred people. Uh, in, in the 2011 census, it was 1563. Uh, there are more people where I work than there are in this town. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> hey, it's real now. You can do it. Looks lovely, though. If you live in oh, Gotham, sure like is. it's a great town. Not anywhere I would expect Batman to live, but looks lovely. Just very lovely. Seriously, anyway, summers. back to Planet Hole. So, one of the things that I didn't like about this book, which is why mm-hmm. I gave it a B minus, was something that has always been a complaint of mine with comic books in general is the lack of female characters. Mm-hmm. Like, there are only two in this book, one of which which plays very much into like the quote strong female character, femme fatale, blah 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 mm-hmm. blah, which um, is uh, oh what what she's called the shadow, and then eventually mm-hmm. you learn that she actually has a name later. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so she's the shadow of the king, so she starts out as a villain, and then, you know, obviously they fall in love, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, uh, the and then the other one is, like, this political girl who has a bodyguard, and then, like, just gets real nasty and negative towards the end of the book, because she's still very racist against, like, the bugs and... All of mm-hmm. this stuff, and like there just there just wasn't like a really. I mean, the the shadow. I mean, she's she's cool, like whatever. Um, I still don't understand how she survived um, 
the explosion to then have Hulk's son later. Spoiler alert, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, very soon um, after World War Hulk, um, a character named Scar, or, or Scar, or what, whatever it is mm-hmm. that they fucking call Hulk throughout all of this. Um, oh, the green Scar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but his name is... Is his name Scar? Anyway, whatever. Anyway, the son of the Hulk shows up. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I roll. Like, because <laughs> uh, that's all we need was another fucking Hulk. Um, but, uh, but it, you know, there just, there just wasn't like a really, like a really like good, just female character. Well, I guess, do you want to, technically there is no name. No name's pretty cool, but I mean, she's a fucking brood, so she's like, you know, evil incarnate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so Which I can also that. say for some of my ex-girlfriends, but that's totally different. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and and just the fact that you know, like she didn't even get a name, and she's she's kind of cool. But anyway, uh, like that's just always like my thing in like these uh, like teen kind of books, um, mm-hmm. except for X Men, where you know there's there's just a, a lack of female characters in general, and then it's like, you know, whatever. Um, I I will say that I did like Meek. Even though I found him to be very repetitive, it mm-hmm. kind of like his character arc kind of shows the, you know, he is doing what Hulk taught him, which is to fucking kill everybody. Mm-hmm. So like that. So when like he kind of like quote gets evil and like wants to kill people, he's like, no, I'm just doing what the Hulk told me, which is like kill all you fuckers. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like you know, they were the slave race for you know, Lord knows for how long. And um, he was also even a. Uh, a, uh, a an outsider amongst his own people because his hive was technically destroyed so he didn't have a hive for a long time until they then uh, rescued his um, but I'm, I, I, I think the best way to describe this is to just say you know it is a is an epic summer blockbuster um, I feel as though it is a complete story I don't mm-hmm. think you need to go any further back I don't think you if unless you know you you're really into it like you know some of you guys were I don't think you really need to go any further into it because mm-hmm. um, you know because when he comes back to earth then you're getting back into all like, you know all the Marvel universe is uh, you know it's fairly well written as a self-contained like just this book by itself you don't need anything further um, and uh, you know it's it's fun, the sandals and sand, or whatever the fuck they call, you know, that genre. Oh, blood uh, and sand? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's just fun, and, you know, explosions, and death, and people getting chopped in half, so, have at. That seems like a good final review from Q. Pod, what are your final thoughts? You know, once again, as a um, slick, you know, summer blockbuster, this just really seems to be the theme here. It is huge, with a whole lot of content, and it's a lot of filler, and just building up. It's kind of like the character grinding over time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, the more I do this, the madder I get, the madder I get, the stronger I get, the stronger I get, I can finally beat the big baddie. Mm-hmm. And then he won, and then it actually took a little bit of time going, well, I'm king now, and let's be king for a little while, see how it goes. A lot of people would be very tempted just to see, and I won in the gladiator field, and now story's over. Mm-hmm. So I actually did enjoy that it carried that on a little bit further than that, and... And then, of course, there was that segue in. And for his next adventure in World War Hulk, read on. Mm-hmm. However, it was still complete. And I think Q said that really well. Did I need to know the exact details of before? No, doesn't really matter. And mm-hmm. stuff in the future, Do I really? am I really looking forward to that? I mean, I, yeah, if I get to it, it'd be a good time. But it was not 
it did not seem to be a setup for the next story. This had its whole story and its wholeness in mind mm-hmm. right here. So it was kind of fun, and, and it's just one of those characters of, I'm used to be on Earth, now I'm over here in this strange new place, and I'll just do my thing and take over. And it, Yeah, it was fun. I mean, in that review, it's I enjoyed it. It was a good read. I've now read a Hulk book, and I really can't say a lot of bad things about it. I mean, it was exactly the kind of incredible Hulk book you would one imagine it would be and it checked every box and it didn't do anything that poorly Adam what are your thoughts well they've kind of already said everything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going on with what you said yes it's, it's nice to have a story in one book where it's you could literally hop into it and know nothing about these characters and learn everything you need to know uh, which is so we, before we talked about you know if you're new to comics and you want to kind of dip your toes in this might actually be a good book for that because it explains everything you need in the one story mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then actually my favorite part of the book too also was the i think it was the the last two issues were the armageddon where okay, everything's over now hulk's king here's how it plays out because for me that was the more interesting part to see okay now you this whole time you've been this bloody warrior and this gladiator and now you you don't have to be that anymore. Like when you kind of do because there's some fight scenes and stuff. But how, mm-hmm. how do you how do you then transition? It's almost like in those. You know, it's like like in the movie Gladiator, those famous Coliseum movies that the person actually triumphed and wasn't crucified or eaten by lions or horrible things. So, but yeah, it's 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 fun to read. It's not going to change your life. There's no really deep meaning or philosophy you can take out of it. But like I always say, like you know, with the the Fast and Furious movies came out and. I saw it with uh, Todd, and you know what? You don't always need to have a moral to the story. Sometimes you want to go and just see really good-looking people blow shit up. That's right. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can totally still go, enjoy yourself, have a good time. Um, And that's what this is. This is, we we said 25,000 times, this is a a summer blockbuster, but a good one, not like a Michael Bay one. I guess my thoughts are like, I mean, yeah, it is big and it's kind of it's fun and it's uh it kind of drags on like i mean it's like a lot of battles which are still fun but it kind of goes through and drags a little bit it, there is a very much a connection to some of those old roman movies for me like it very much is a spartacus element to it and there's sort of like a ben-hur mo- moment to it even with like some semi like jesus overtones to it um oh, the whole chariot race you know there's, there, there's a chariot race hulk <laughs> is very much sort of like the second coming and the, the, the savior of this planet with his blood curing the land and whatnot. So, like, if you want to get religious about it, there is there is some stuff in there. I don't necessarily know if that makes much difference reading it one way or the other. If you're not in the religious thing, it's not so overtly that's going to bother you, and uh, at least not for me. But yeah, I mean, so there is some fun stuff that way. But yeah, it uh, it definitely kind of it feels like a gladiator book with the Incredible Hulk in it, which makes me excited for mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok because it looks like there are definitely some elements from uh, at least based on the trailers from this book that looks like maybe in Ragnarok. I'm also not familiar with Thor Ragnarok, so maybe that's just in Thor Ragnarok in the first place, but, you know. Well, no, they said they were combining Planet Hulk with it. Yeah, because I, to my understanding, part of the deal is is that a lot of the rights to a Hulk film are still owned by what, Paramount or something like Universal. that? Universal. Universal. Yeah, they own all the rights to the, the solo films. So. so, yeah, so basically, if you want to make a Hulk movie, you basically make a you know Thor movie that is essentially Planet Hulk, and it, but it has Thor in the title of it, and Thor's the main character, and you're you're pretty much there, which is I think kind of what seems to be happening with but, Thor Ragnarok. But the thing, the, so I saw the the preview, the trailer for Thor Ragnarok first, 
Mm-hmm. And reading mm-hmm. the scene where Silver Surfer is introduced, that, that's kind of exactly what happens. Where the Pope mm-hmm. is like, "Hey, Surfer, is that you?" And then Surfer's like, "Yeah, pff, let me fucking kill you with this." That's yeah. right. I yeah. know that guy. He's my friend from work. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And it's like, <laughs> nope, he's still gonna kill you. <laughs> well, okay, and I, I'm just gonna—I mean, since we're talking about it, because I'm just mm-hmm. curious. Does anybody else notice on the Thor Ragnarok trailer, like the the logo has a very '80s vibe to it, or is that just me? No, it does. No, Absolutely. I, I, I think that's on purpose, just okay. Because it's kitschy, I think. Yeah. The MCU is kind of split into two halves right now. You've got your uh, everything taking place in Earth half, which is mm-hmm. your Captain America's, your Avengers, and you've got mm-hmm. your galactic space stuff, which falls solely in the realm of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And so I think they're kind of keeping those themes separate because Guardians has that 70s, 80s theme. It's got that whole like bright, fun, colorful type thing going on, and uh-huh. since it's taking place in that world. They're going with that motif as compared to when you get to Earth and things are more realistic and gritty. And gray. Gotcha. MCU yeah. is so gray. Sorry, that was my rant on them. Um, Todd, you're colorblind. And even I think it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? But the thing is, I still watch all of those movies all the time when they're on HBO or Stars or whatever. I yeah. Do. I love all sure. of them. So, does anybody have any recommendations they are just dying to get off their chest? I do. So, in part of, uh, with the vision, so remember in the vision how, um, there was the ghost of, oh, shit, now I've forgotten what her name is, damn it, what is her name, I'm seeing her in my head. Oh, uh, Agnes, Agnes something. Agatha Harkness. There you go. So, um, I went and I got the, um... Go, that went that uh, premiered the same time that the Vision story did. I got when got Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. and um, you actually find out that yes, Agatha Harkness is a ghost, and that mm-hmm. yes, Scarlet Witch did kill her, um, but she is just sort of this sort of spiritual guide for um, Scarlet Witch. Uh, so Scarlet Witch is, um, has found that uh, there's something broken. In, in the magical realm, which, by the way, is something that happens a lot in, in, in like, new comic books, because Nightcrawler had a comic series that did a very similar thing, and obviously Doctor Strange usually hits on that about, I don't know, mm-hmm. once every five or six years. Um, so she takes on herself to try to go fix it. Um, it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting book. I mean, I don't think that you need to know a whole lot of Marvel lore, so if you're kind of a new reader and you know that the Scarlet Witch is a female character from, you know, the Avengers and you kind of want to, like, jump in. Um, it's, it's kind of fun. Um, they're still playing up the whole, uh, she's not a mutant or Magneto's daughter, which is fucking stupid. But, Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, that's a thing. Um, I don't know. It also sets her up with kind of, um, her first arch nemesis, who is called the Emerald Warlock, who's this, uh, Irish warlock guy who dresses in green, which is kind of cool because, you know, Scarlet Witch, Emerald Warlock, they're the opposite. Um, dun, dun, dun! Thanks. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of fun. I mean, it, if, if you're kind of into magic or Scarlet Witch or female characters, it, it, it's a fun read. It's also, like, the first book that, like, I've purchased and read by myself that hasn't been a part of this podcast in a really long time. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, you know, I bought a book for myself to read. See, I keep having the problem of I keep buying books for myself to read and then I don't get around to them because I'm reading stuff for this and then have, you know, work and whatnot. So my mm-hmm. to-be-read pile is just, it's 
it's gotten insane. Like I had gotten it down. I had been really good. I was down to like within ten books to be read, and it's it's crazy again. Yeah, Todd, do you have any recommendations? So one of the books I had picked up recently. It's this is a comic book. It's called Lady Mechanica, and it's by Joe Benitez. It's a creator-owned comic, and it's a firmly entrenched in the steampunk genre. So you've got this, and she's solving mysteries in this Victorian-esque era of modern technology and styles and steampunk. It's kind of a fun read. One of the good things with it is it goes back and forth. You've got these eras and these attitudes, and I think Q would be happy in this. You've got a lot of of course the star happens to be a woman and the men and whatnot, but her gender doesn't really come up as a ooh look, you're a lead that happens to be a woman, isn't this so cool? It's just an aspect of who she is. Actually, I thought that was being done. The, the fact that it's not focused on so much as something unique mm-hmm. makes it kind of cool in that old regard. Adam, do you have any recommendations? Um, I've just been obsessed with Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I've already seen it like <laughs> at least, by the time this comes out, probably three times. So, wow. um, it was just a lot of fun. Everything I wanted in the movie. And when this finally does come out, it'll, you know, it'll be a while from now. So, hopefully, we'll be seeing the praises of something else. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it. I, I have not, I've been so busy, I haven't had a chance to do anything but work and then read these, read the books for this week. So. Yeah, I've kind of been in the same boat, but I was just trying to think of like uh, anything I would recommend. I don't know if it's a recommendation because I'm not completely sold on it, but um, uh, this last week as we're recording, this has probably been out for a little while, so you might be able to find it on demand. The History Channel did a comic books decoded uh, series. I've watched the first half of it and I kind of like it was okay. It was, had some interesting historical stuff frames of reference that I hadn't heard, but a lot of it was stuff that I have heard before. But like, if you're kind of interested in a very, very brief general history of, of uh, comic book characters and their uh, their creation and, and how that time frame works out, you know, it's it's actually pretty interesting. There is some interesting information regarding um, Batwoman, which is a book we'll be uh, reading uh, next month, I guess. So there was, uh, and actually ties into why we're reading it next month as well, which is kind of funny. So I mean, it's it's got some interesting stuff. I I still feel like there is room in the world for a in depth look at like characters' developments, like individual characters, like a show that you could do like an episode on the Hulk as to where he started, how he got created, and like the history of the character and where he ended up going because every time I see one of these documentaries about uh, comic book and comic book characters it always seems to be very focused on what characters are popular at the time and it would be very interesting for me to have something that kind of delves into different characters and their personal evolutions because like you only seem to see that when a character has a movie out like when the Incredible Hulk has a movie come out all of a sudden there's documentaries about just the Hulk when you know all of a sudden when Captain America is popular then you know a lot of this stuff focuses on Captain America and that kind of stuff the only person there's always consistent information about is pretty much Superman and Batman and sometimes Wonder Woman but not always but I just think that would be if you're out there and you're a film producer and you want an idea or a television (laughs) producer I think that would be an awesome show Uh, especially for like a history channel or something like that um, anyway, so next week uh, we are going and we are reading um, a, a, a classic event, uh, which is a gap in Todd's reading knowledge. Uh, we are going to be reading uh, The Death of Superman. Uh, Todd, do you want to let us know why you kind of uh, picked The Death of Superman? Well, it seems to be, I, I wasn't into comics at the time when this came out, but I had even heard of this event. So it kind of spanned, it like jumped the fandom's not the right word, but the niche market that it was really doing, that it just kind of spread out beyond that. So, and it seems to be a very seminal type of a deal of this is like one of the big inflection points that does come out. So I'm like, you know, I've never read that. And it's one of those things that you should know. It's like a classic and I don't want to have 
classics on the shelf that you've never read type of a deal. It's like, yeah, I've got it. Never read it though. Yeah. So and I felt I needed to read it. So yeah, Death of Superman. I have read it before, uh, so uh, we'll uh, I'll get to reread it for next week. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, until then, uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will see you on the flip side. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.